Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by LegalZoom. Thanks to LegalZoom, they provide a way for regular people like you and me to get legal help and feel confident about navigating the legal system. Don't let legal issues freak you out. Go to LegalZoom.com today. Get the right help and protect your future the right way. To save even more, enter BS in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com. Promo code BS. Today's episode is also brought to you by our old friend Stamps.com. How great would it be if the post office was open 24-7? Breaking news, it is. At Stamps.com, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer and printer. Even better, if you sign up for Stamps.com and use the promo code BS, you get a four-week trial plus a 110 bonus offer. That includes postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BS. That's Stamps.com. Enter BS. Yeah. Clear enough for you. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you picture us rolling? Can you see me on? <laughs> Is y'all ready for me? All right, Joe House, were you ready for a little Tupac right there? I didn't even tell you. It was a surprise. That's a wonderful surprise. I'm picturing you rolling and I'm looking for a ride on Shotgun, son. <laughs> We're taping this on a Monday, but it's going to run on a Tuesday. Uh, If you missed it on Friday, House and I did Eastern Conference Over-Unders for the National Basketball Association, a podcast that also included me going 5-0 on my NFL best bets, by the way, House. What would you do for for curiosity's sake? I don't know. I I, I think I'm... You don't know. I think I would have one... Like you don't know. I had one team right. Like you don't know. Like you don't know. I had the Jets right. Yeah, well, I did well. I know so, that I'm not betting on any more London games. I am the alpha dog now in our in our NFL bet Friday thing. Yeah, so that's yeah. Take I'm it not back. gonna. Hey, you know what? Come back. Quibble take, about format. Yeah, take the torch from me right now. I'm holding it. Uh, all right, so I'm very excited for this because the NBA season. If you're listening to this podcast, that means the NBA season is starting tonight. Uh, it's starting tomorrow. Right? Hey-o! Yeah, it's really starting tomorrow for us because we're taping this on a Monday. But Western yeah. Conference, so much more fun, so much more interesting, so much more exciting than the Eastern Conference. Did you feel good about our Eastern Conference pod? Any regrets? Did any? Uh... Uh, I was going to ask you whether there were any regrets. I, I looked long and hard again at the Milwaukee 45 that I need this season. Uh, I'm not going to say that I regret um, uh, rolling with them, getting to the 45, but... That's that one. I feel like is going to be a struggle. And there's a lot of um, smart people looking at the Bulls. Zach Lowe really loves the Bulls this coming season. I, I I'm not moved at all by um, the things that folks are saying about why the Bulls uh, might be good this year. I stand by our Bulls pick. Me neither. And in fact, I did a little. Uh, I did an impromptu AMA on Reddit on Saturday, and I was saying that, you know, I thought OKC. I thought Billy Donovan had a chance to be good. And people are asking what the difference is between Fred Hoiberg taking over for, for, for Tibbs and Billy Donovan taking over for Scotty Brooks. And the difference is Tibbs was a top seven coach and Scott Brooks was a mediocre to below average coach who I thought really interfered with his team's success over the last few years with the weird lineups. And I, I just never felt like that team was well coached. So who knows? Maybe Donovan will be better than Scotty Brooks. Fred Hoiberg is not going to be better than Tom Thibodeau. I just don't believe well, it. Isn't it? Isn't it also fair to say that qualitatively 
Billy Donovan's slightly better resume than Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's very fair to say that. Yeah, Um, (laughs) my big regret from the Friday Eastern Conference over unders was that I didn't ejaculate enough about the Boston Celtics. I wish I had just gotten a couple more, just a couple more, couple more thrusts, and then. I, I'm upset I didn't crap on Brooklyn more because it seems like people actually think they might be good. I wish I'd thrown some more feces their way. But more important, I, I thought we were too wishy-washy on Milwaukee. And uh, I think definitively we have to decide how we feel about them right now before we do the West. I'm going to go under, and here's why. I think it was at 45 was the over-under. I it think is. Brooklyn, so out of the teams that made the playoffs last year, Brooklyn's losing their spot. So now... We really only have one spot open for Indiana um, in Miami. Miami, yeah. And I think Indiana and Miami are making the playoffs. So that means somebody else has to get bounced. And that now I'm kind of talking myself into Milwaukee with the smoke up their ass thing. And maybe they go 42 and 40 or 43 and 39. But I'm giving their spot to Indiana and Miami, Indiana or Miami because one of them's taking broken spot. Is that fair? It's fair. I'm not going to try and argue. I'm going to stick with my over. You already had it as under. I'm sticking with my over. I know, but we were wishy-washy. Neither of us felt great about it. So I I just wanted some definitive clarity. All right, Western Conference. We're going to go a little faster this time because some of these teams are pretty easy. Like, you know, we're going through the divisions. We'll do the Pacific Division first. Golden State, champion last year. Over is 60-and-a-half. Um, the only reason I can think the over would be 16 and a half and not a little bit higher is the West is better. Uh, they, David Lee drop off to Jason Thompson. They, maybe that's worth a win. Uh, they were really healthy last year. Maybe that's the reason. Yeah. Maybe Vegas has got to be some regression health wise. Yeah. You think regression health wise, we're already seeing with the coach, like Steve Kerr had that back surgery and then uh, had a little spinal fluid leak and isn't even ready to start the season, so that's going to hurt. That's a bad omen for them from an injury standpoint that their coach is already hurt. And by the way, if Steve Kerr is listening for some dumb reason, um, we wish you the best, Steve Kerr. We hope you, you yeah. get better. Well, but Kerr's going to be back. He hurt himself during the finals. So I think he, we're very close to the end of his rehab, aren't we? I wish he had talked to me before he got the surgery. That had to have been stress-related in sitting habits. I, I'm never a fan of back surgery unless you you, you can't move unless you have it. Like I just feel well, like there's always better ways to get around it. Um, remember that's a that's a guy with uh, significant miles playing the game of bas- basketball. As oh, an adult. I'm aware. We, you know, when I was thinking about having surgery in '04 on my back, and I just didn't want to go under the knife. I was trying to do everything I possibly could to avoid it, and I do think stress is a big part of it. It's just my little pet theory. Uh, anyway. I don't see how this team is seven wins worse, and I'm going over. I'm going over as well. Uh, the, only, the only other consideration I wonder about, um, Harrison Barnes in a contract year, is that yeah. going to affect him? I like Jason Thompson as a backup to Bogut. Um, and too. the annual Bogut risk concern, you know, we'll just repeat it um, because that's what's on the, the template. So you have to repeat that when you talk about the Warriors. But um, I, I, I'm right there with you, 61 I love it. You know what else I like? Normally, you'd worry about a little regression, little disease of me, all that stuff. Uh, get a little satiated, got a taste of the title, drank champagne all summer. This team has not been respected for winning the title. Yeah, everyone's just moved on like somebody else is going to win this year. And 
I do think there's some nobody believes in us championship edition. Well, all that chatter on. about how lucky they were to get yeah, you know great. the run they got to the finals, and, and you were one of the people articulating that that particular piece of luck. But yeah, I mean, you need luck every year. I still thought they were the best team, but Durant just if you just just narrow it down to three things: Durant's feet. The Spurs not getting out of round one when that was the one team that would have given them the most trouble in a seven-game series. And then Kyrie and Love. Those are those are three sizable breaks. But I still think the Warriors would have won the title regardless. But those three breaks were pretty significant. I mean, I, I, you'd be hard-pressed to go through the last 30 years of NBA history and finding three bigger than that. Like Durant breaking his feet, three, th- you know, and then three surgeries. Like, that was crazy. All right, let's go to the Clippers. Let's if, do it. Every year, I, I want to go under with them. 56.5 is the number this year. The difference between last year and this year is their bench is much better, almost to the point that it might actually be too loaded. Like, I'm starting to wonder how they're going to play everybody and whether everybody's going to be happy. They added Josh. They added Lance Stevenson. They got a full year of Austin Rivers. Uh, please hold your jokes. Paul Pierce is in. DeAndre got paid. And... Not only did he get paid, but he had a, he had a whole June of of Dallas blowing smoke up his butt, saying he was gonna he should get the ball. You're DeAndre Jordan, where you're you're an afterthought in that offense. So is he gonna want the ball more? There's some chemistry issues that worry me, but the depth I think is gonna overcome that. I'm going over. I, I just don't see how they don't go 57 and 25. Over seems logical to me. What do you think? I'm right there with you on the logic. Here's the one concern that I have. Yeah, is this the year that that Chris? finally starts to slide. We started to finally see CP3 showing a little wear and yeah. tear. Uh, and if so, his primary backup remains. <laughs> yeah. It's really, yeah. It's so they improved it across the board on the bench, but at the most crucial position. Well, they want Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers is his backup. They they paid Austin Rivers $55 million for five years. <laughs> Do you hear oh, me no, laughing? No, I think it's funny. It's funny, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so right. Listen, the, the kid showed some flashes, but in both directions in the playoffs. Uh, I'm I'm with you. The the Chris Paul thing, you know, the bigger issue for me is just four straight years of them falling short, and then the last two. I hate using the word choke with athletes because all these guys are way better than I am, but they choked away that Oklahoma City series. I think they would admit that. And then what happened in Houston last year, which we discussed in the podcast a couple weeks ago, at home against Houston. Um, one of the great collapses in the history of the NBA playoffs in Game Six. So, yeah, that that concerns me. It concerns uh, me I, that I'm not positive DeAndre Jordan should be out there in the last six minutes of a must-win game with the free throw shooting. Uh, it concerns me that their best three guys that they've built this whole team around and now have just reinvested in for the future have really not won anything together. And uh, but I, those are all separate issues from the over under. I, I they're going to be in the fifty eight to sixty two range. I think. I think so too, and I think that they will be motivated to play to that number because the positioning is going to be so uh, violent this year uh, yeah. among the top teams. I mean, there there it's going to be genuinely. There are four four teams genuinely wanting to ensure. The home court advantage, I, I think. I mean, it seemed like teams were playing for that last year. I think that still matters. Um, I agree. And I, I think uh, they, they, they're built for a regular season run. As long as CP3 um, can hang in there and give them meaningful minutes, I think they'll be fine. 
Well, so he was the 2005 draft. This is year 11 for him. Some miles. I mean, he he had the MCL surgery or the uh, whatever, the uh, meniscus. He had that when he was in New Orleans. He's always seems to play himself into shape during the season, which is something Shaq used to do and then started backfiring on Shaq later, although Shaq was a big guy. I don't know. I don't know what to make of this team, but I do think... I don't as I'm talking about as a contender, but I do think Pierce is going to have a dramatic impact on them because, as I said all last year, and all the Clipper fans were like, "You're being a hater." It's like I'm just going to the games. I don't, I don't ultimately care if the if the Clippers are great or not. Like I'm a Celtic fan. I'm just telling you what I see. The chemistry seemed off, and then the way the whole DeAndre Jordan thing played out during the summer was a clear indication that the chemistry was off. They talked about the lack of communication. Doc Rivers talked about how there were issues on the team that he didn't realize. These were all stuff you could see from my section at the games. So you were there for for Pierce last year in Washington. Like He will solve some of this stuff, I think, right? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. They would just have to tune him out and Doc. I mean, the, the force multiplier of those two guys together right? Two yeah. leaders, two guys with rings, and, and nobody else has a ring on that team. So I think that that, that combination, because Pierce is like a, another coach. Yeah. He's a player coach at this point in his career. The most interesting thing to me is what, which Lance are they getting? Because, you know, that's part of the answer to this point guard issue if it turns out that CP3 um, does start to, start to show a little wear. It's not crazy that Lance can bring the ball up, but remember Lance playing defense two years ago? I know. I don't know what to make of Lance. It's almost like in football where you have the guy, the receiver, who put up the giant season, and then he just gets drafted with a high pick or people spend auction money on them for three straight years, and the guy sucks every year, and it takes three years to realize he sucks. You know, like Michael Clayton on the Bucks. You know what I mean? Like one of those guys where it's like, no, no, he's sure. good. And then it's three years past, like, oh, he's terrible. Maybe Lance was just a, a fluke and a comet, and it was just a series of events that led to him being good on that Indiana team for a year and a half for for fluke reasons that are now over. He was one of the worst players in the league last year. Of anyone who played know. more than 20 minutes a game, he was one of the five worst players in the league. We'll know by Christmas. I mean, we'll know by there Christmas. There is no situation that, that, that could give him a better chance. Maybe the Spurs. Uh, but this situation that he's in right now is the very best situation of his professional basketball career. I'm very so excited. To redeem himself. Yeah, I'm very excited to go to the games. And FYI, I love Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is fam. You know, I like I'm yeah. all in on this Clippers season. I love Paul Pierce. I rooted for your team last year because Paul Pierce was on it. I'm all in on Paul Pierce and the Clips, and I hope it works out. I I have the same concerns you big picture with with. CP getting 100 games out of him. And, you know, just why hasn't this worked? This should have worked better than it has for these first four years. Anyway, uh, Phoenix, let's go through them quickly. Overs, 36 and a half. This is a team that feels like it could... A better chance of them free-falling than there is for it to be a good team. They added Chandler. They picked Devin Booker with the 13th pick. They added Toledovich, who I, who I actually like. They lost uh, the lesser Morris twin. They lost Gerald Green. Brandon Knight, Eric Bledsoe as your backcourt. An unhappy Markeith Morris with a completely insane P.J. Tucker. And then Tyson Chandler at center. Alex Land, T.J. Warren, Devin Booker coming off the bench. A hodgepodge. And I liked where they were two years ago. I don't like this roster as much. What do you think? 
I'm in the exact same place. The interesting thing with the over-under, it's 36-and-a-half, and by them being two games worse, that still gets the over. So it's kind of funny. Uh, I think it's easy to properly criticize the position that they're in right now. They're in the mediocre middle, which is just deadly. Yep. And, um, you know, this, this revamping the roster, it seems like every year now, it's really hard to get uh, a vibe as to what the hell it is that they're doing. Um, we haven't seen uh, Brandon Knight and uh, my boy Bledsoe play together since Kentucky. But, you know, there there's a lot of ways to talk yourself into some upside here. The whole season really comes down to uh, Morris. He's he's their like linchpin guy on on offense because of his versatility. And you know, is he happy? Is he unhappy? Are they going to trade him? It's it's just so crazy. Is it, it crazy is the operative word there. I'm going over. I, I'm going over. I, also. Like the, I like I don't mind this team. I think they'd be like a six seed in the in the East. And uh, I, I don't, I'm intrigued. I the the fear would be that. Come mid December, they just give Morris away because they have to get him off the team, and they just go for a reboot. But there's talent here. Tyson Chandler's an adult. They're going to be able to play defense. They're going to get some yeah, I stops. Think PJ Tucker defensively is yeah. Excellent. And and Morris is kind of a sneaky crunch time guy, like somebody you can go to and run plays for, and he makes big shots. I, I think he's got what? huge balls. There's also some nice buzz. TJ Warren is getting some, you know, give this dude some minutes buzz. Yeah, they. I wouldn't be shocked if they were a 45-win team. Hornacek was great two years ago, and he wasn't good last year, and I'm not sure why. Maybe the chemistry was off. I still. Well, you can't say he wasn't good last year. They traded Gordon Dragic last year in midseason. The yeah, whole but, thing fell apart. You put that on him? A little bit. Why was Gordon Dragic unhappy? They had four unhappy? point guards. Did, did, he pull, did, did he sign four point guards? That's true. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen, by the way. It was really stupid. I and I was stupid enough to be like, "Oh, maybe this will work." And then, and then Goran Dragic is guarding, you know, Paul Pierce. It was like, "What? What's going on? What is this?" The uh, I didn't. I I just didn't like the Isaiah Thomas trade, and that one's never been properly explained to me. I love that guy. I mean, I'm glad the Celtics got him for really not much, but I just would have rather kept him and kept the Lakers pick and not spend all that money on Brandon Knight. Would you rather have Isaiah Thomas for $8 million a year or Brandon Knight for 16 Like, it's no contest. I, I, I don't understand it still. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. But we so took the over. We have three overs so far. Three overs. We might have 15 overs. I mean, now, I know. The, the streak <laughs> is about to end because we have reached the Los Angeles Lakers and their over is 29 that over could have been 25, I would have gone under. That over could have been 22, and I would have gone under. I, I just don't see it. This team is, it reminds me of one of those movie sequels where you get to like the fourth sequel and everybody from the original movie has gone, and it's just this hodgepodge of weird actors, and they're trying, it's like Leprechaun 4. What? They're trying to keep the no, franchise you, you, going with, with awful people. I don't you get it. You still have Schwarzenegger and Stallone, but they're both in their mid-60s, and they're surrounded by guys <laughs> like uh, one of the Baldwin brothers, whose names I can't remember. You're right. This is Rambo 9, and Kobe's Rambo. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, it is like they can't film Kobe from certain sides because he's so old that it'll show off the plastic surgery. And now just film him from the overhead camera. We're good. I, putting Kobe on this team seems like some sort of sociology experiment gone wrong. Putting Roy Hibbert as teammates with Kobe Bryant 
feels like it's some sort of attempt to see if somebody will cry in the court during a game. Well, it's going to be enjoyable. We're going to enjoy watching. I will watch them. I don't know. I want to see their kids. I want to see D'Angelo Russell. I want to, I want to see Randall. We were cheated out of Randall last season. I know. It, it, I mean, literally cheated. It was like the first game. I was excited for him. I I worry about that dude though because now you're talking about two lower two major lower body two major lower body injuries already. Uh broken foot, broken leg. Not good. So you're like taking that. the under. I don't like that. The under does make sense. Um but you know, twenty nine is, is 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 all it takes for them to be being over. Oh no, thirty. You need you need to get to thirty. Just quickly, just so we don't completely dismiss the Lakers and uh, the Laker fans get pissy. Settle down, Laker fans. You, you won in 2009-2010. There's no way you should have gotten two titles out of that two-year stretch, and somehow you did. So you should settle down. Had a lot of breaks those two years. Um, crunch time. Jordan Clarkson. I'm just throwing this crunch time lineup out there. Jordan Clarkson, Lou Williams, Kobe, Julius Randle, and Roy Hibbert. It's a crunch time lineup, and Kobe's playing better than we thought. Is that like mildly interesting to you, or not really? It's mildly interesting. I have one slight uh, amendment. I think that this dude, Marcelo Huertas, yeah, who played, uh, he's a 32 year old vet from the Brazilian national team, and played for one of the very good um, yeah. teams in Spain, FC Barcelona. I might switch out um, Clarkson for him. If they're really in a, trying to win games, you know, early in the season, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see the lineup you described, but with Huertas in there instead of uh, instead of Clarkson. You know, there's it's, one it's other. Not, they have Brandon Bass, who I always yeah. thought was underrated on the Celtics. I couldn't believe a playoff team didn't trade for him last year. He's he can uh, he's just an adult, and he makes 15 footers, and he plays defense, and he plays hard, and he's a good teammate, and so. You know, I just don't think the pieces fit, but I like some of the guys individually on that team. Uh, speaking of the pieces not fitting, that brings us to the Sacramento Kings. Well, wait a second. Did we both take the under? Oh, yeah. And and that's I think they're going to win exactly 29, which counts as, as uh, a push. Oh, you're insane. But, no, 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 I'm not. I'm just saying we're both taking the under. I just wanted to confirm. Yeah, under. This under. I have under. under in all caps. And then I, I have I bolded the U in the under just to 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 and made it flash. Sacramento's thirty three. They lost Nick Stauskas, Jason Thompson, Carl Landry, and Ray McCallum, who they gave away to the Spurs inexplicably. It'll probably end up being a really good spur. They added Rajon Rondo, Willie Cauley Stein, Costa Kufis, Marco Bellinelli, and uh best selling author author Karan Butler. So I don't know what to make of this team. It doesn't seem like really anybody can shoot other than Bellinelli and Ben McLemore from the outside. Rudy Gay maybe from 17 feet. If you weren't looking at the mountain of Sloan Conference evidence, that's actually you want him to shoot from 17 feet. Willie Cauley-Stein and Rondo are two of the most shot-challenge guys in the league. I don't I don't know how you play them together. Um, on the bright side, they have Boogie Cousins, who's probably a top 11 NBA player at this point. And... They have guys who can create shots, and George Carl, you're heavy breathing again. Watch the heavy breathing. Got a lot of comments about your you heavy the, breathing last the, time. The only time when I'm talking, just move it, your phone away from your mouth, you dumbass. <laughs> Jesus. It's when I go to grab my materials, I have some important material to re- research. All right, people think like you're getting excited, like you're getting aroused as I talk about that. Like people are scared. They don't want heavy breathing house. Um, 
I'm going over. I can't believe I'm going over. I'm going over. I think that I think they're going to be all in on trying to win. It's not a situation where they're going to be going, oh, no, we should start losing now. I think to the bitter end, they're going to go down in flames with this team. And I, I like I feel 36 and 46, something like that. I think we take the over every single year for this team because we keep rooting for, for the over. We, we want do. the we over. Really we take it every year and get it wrong. Yeah. I'm... Um, on board with the over as well. I like them. It, what are they? What it, we need thirty four wins to get the over. I mean, you look at it and you go, "That's five wins better." Yeah, you go Rondo and Ben McLemore. I, I don't know what to make of Rondo. It wouldn't be surprise me if he's just in China in like three months, and it wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden he was playing at an all star level again. I, I think he has the biggest ceiling basement of any NBA player over the age of twenty five right now. But well, do we agree that that if anybody doesn't get through to him, it'll be Coach Carl? Get through to him, meaning he'll end up in jail. <laughs> get through no, to I him, meaning Co- he'll Coach- retire from basketball at age twenty nine. Coach Carl has has a great resume of um, being uh, a, a good mentor to complicated point guards. All right, I'm gonna fl- yeah. I'm flipping that argument around because they used to say that stuff about Larry Brown too, and I think as people get older and crankier. That quality of, oh, I can reach talented people, you just start being an asshole to them. Do we and think that, George Carl is, is crankier? We think George Carl is going to be an asshole? Oh, I think he's super cranky. I think he's like sending <laughs> breakfasts back because the hash browns aren't cooked enough. I think he's in that stage of his life. He's like, I told you, I told you, crispy bacon, put this back on. Yeah, I think he's in that well, stage. Well, that's going to be a bad fit because there are, there are, the, the starters, God bless them, on, on NBA TV and NBA.com, did 72 questions um, entering the season. Yeah. The, the, the Kings have 172. They have 572 questions entering this season. It's, you know, and the other thing is, there's some, like, I could see George Carl just playing Collison in crunch time. And, and, that, that and makes sense. Messing with Rondo and Rondo being a dick and oh man, but that doesn't guy. mess with Rondo. We haven't why, even why mentioned. Why wouldn't Rondo accept that role? Are you kidding? Rondo thought he was going to get paid a hundred million dollars last summer. I can't. I can't even say it with a straight face. That's a, that that might have been. Yeah. Well, okay. He's not accepting his role. You and I played basketball for most of our lives. If you put enough crazy people on a basketball team, it's never going to go well. It's just not. It's not going to go well, and they and there's crazy people on this team, crazy people I love. I, I I think Boogie Cousins would fall under the definition of lovable basketball crazy. I love Boogie Cousins. I root for him as much as any non-Celtic. I want him to be in a good basketball situation. I don't blame him for any of this. He's had five coaches and seventeen GMs and two owners who are both incompetent. The Maloofs were incompetent. Vivek seems like he might be incompetent. This guy's never had a fair chance to be in a good team. And I, I hope it works out for him. But I do think that if this team is 7-23, and 23, you know, at the end of December, he's going to push for a trade. That's it. He's getting out of there. Don't you think? Oh, I, I, I absolutely expect that. They're better than that, though. They're not going to go 7-23. and 23. No, they're not. They'll play hard. Hurt. He's, it's really hard to go less than 500 with Boogie Cousins on your team when, when you have to double-team him. There's well, no Boogie way to play the Kings without double-teaming him. Right, Boogie got his taste last year. He he, he made it onto the national stage. He, he, his first season as an All Star. He knows that he's a Team USA cornerstone. He got all that time in the last eighteen months with Team USA. I, I I like the direction 
of, of Boogie's maturity. And, you know, this is a team where the owner is out of his mind and, and gloriously incompetent. Yeah. But they're trying to win. I like that. A gloriously incompetent should be should be the new Kings blog. <laughs> yeah, I was over at Glorious Incompetent today. They had an interview with Marco Bellinelli. Um, Stauskas? Stauskas? <laughs> the best part is when Stauskas <clears throat> is making four threes a game for that terrible Sixers team. Stauskas, He's going to, too. Count on it. Chen and I had our Super League draft last night. He was there, and... Uh, and and uh, I was helping by text. It's it's one of my favorite random nights where I'm just helping him. We're, we're just texting each other the whole night as guys come up. And one of the best parts, you know, Chen, uh, he was involved with uh, Jeremy Lane once upon a time. They're still buddies and some of the guys in that draft. All, so Jeremy Lane always has value that skews way higher. Like Jeremy Lane is treated <laughs> like he's Chris Paul in this league. Uh, but we 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 went big on Paul George. That was our. That was our. We drafted him like in the second round at seventeen million bucks. I was excited about yeah, that. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. And he's awesome. I love Paul George. We had the eighth pick in the first round, and we took Hazonia. Not as much because it made sense, but just because neither of us could live in a world where he wasn't on our team. You had the what pick in the what round and took Hazonia. Well, everyone everyone has three keepers, right? So then, okay, when it's an actual draft. You make you make picks, and it's like the the low salary guys are the most important guys, right? I so see, it's I like see, people like Okafer okay. and people like that. And we I got Justice it. Winslow in the third round, which I was also gave me a big boner. Um, sure. And we we our three protections were Vucevic, eleven million, uh, Marcus Smart, and then somebody else is really good. Oh, Gobert! We have the best guy in the league, Gobert. Oh wow! Yeah, we wow. have Gobert at like a million bucks. And, he, and all he does is blocks and get rebound. Anyway, I rec- I wrote a column on you'll check it out in the Grantland archives if you if you Google it about this salary cap basketball league and it's the greatest idea of all time and I love it and it's fantastic. And Kobe Bryant is not waiting for my invite. Yeah, well, we got we got to start our quick break for our friends at HBO, the place that was kind enough to give me my own television show that launches next spring. If you go to HBO now, download the free app, you get a month for free. And you get everything HBO has done. You don't need cable. You don't need satellite. You know what's cool, though? You go to that site, and it's basically a library for the last 35-plus years of HBO content. Pretty much every series they've done. Uh, All kinds of movies. Some of the great HBO movies they've done, I would recommend The Late Shift, and I would recommend And the Band Played On from the 90s. Two of my favorite TV movies ever. Those are, like, buried in the HBO uh, Now archives and... All the comedy they've done, Amy Schumer's special, which I really enjoyed. She makes me laugh. Uh, some of the sports stuff, documentaries. It's all there. Go check it out. HBO. It's an amazing app. It's really 35 years of television history. If you want to catch up on The Sopranos, just do it. Go to the HBO Now app and watch whatever you want. Curb Your Enthusiasm. My favorite. I've decided that's my favorite comedy ever. But yeah, you get that. Uh whole bunch of stuff hbo now the app hbo thank you for letting me do this and now back to nba over unders uh san antonio their over is 58 and a half you know what they did with their team we're in on them to win the title 10 to 1 they added lamarcus aldridge and david west they lost splitter which i think is it matters a little bit 
it, it doesn't not matter that they don't have splitter on this team and they lost Bellinelli who was their irrational confidence uh, perimeter guy. But I like this team more as a playoff team than a regular season team. I went under for 58 and a half. I, I, I just don't think they care about the regular season. I think it's going to take a couple weeks. I'm sorry, a couple months for them to figure out, Hey, how do we play Aldridge and Duncan at the same time? How do we make David West happy? Who's going to be our Bellinelli irrational confidence guy off the bench? Like, is Parker still an elite point guard? Like, these are things that I think they're going to figure out in October, November, December, January, and it's going to hurt the over-under. I'm going under. We're both going under. Should we make it a lock? I made it a lock. Or is that too disrespectful? I made it a lock. Oh, you made it a lock. It's I did. It's a lock. We're, yeah. we're, it, it's a lock. That is a lock. We, we're in lockstep agreement. All right, let's move Make on. Unless you have anything interesting to say about the Spurs at the this o- point, let's only, move on. Yeah, the only thing that, that I wanted uh, to um, comment on, I've heard, I was hearing bad things about Tony Parker over Me too. the summer. Yeah. So, um, Patty Mills might, might be getting a lot of run. I like Kyle Anderson quite a bit, but... So, the Parker thing, just quickly... Year 15 for him, which seems impossible, but he's only been in the league four years less than, than Tim Duncan, even though I think he's seven or eight years younger. Year 15 for point guards, not great. I mean, Stockton in the mid-90s on Utah, that's when he, he was younger than Tony Parker is in NBA miles right now. So if you think of like John Stockton in the late 90s and where he's playing 28 minutes a game and was kind of aging John Stockton, that's Tony Parker right now. I don't think he's ever going to be an elite guy like he was in 13 and even 14. I, you know, he's at a different, it's impossible. Point guards are, you know, you only have so many of those zoom back and forth zoom drives in you. And, uh, I am also a tiny bit worried about Aldridge the first couple of months. I think it'll be fine. Eventually they'll figure it out, but you know, he's an isolation guy. It's going to be a little weird with him and Duncan. They got to figure that out. I, I just don't see them coming out of the gate and going 30 and two. No way. Yeah. And the- the, the thing about them, they don't really care that much. It doesn't seem about position. Like they, they're they're okay with going on the road. It didn't work out last year, but uh, yeah, they they um, they just get to the playoffs and do their thing. Yeah. So we've managed to disrespect them and massage them at the same time because we have under for regular season wins, and yet we have them to win the title. So I'm pr- yeah. I'm proud of how we played the fence in that. Yes. My next team is the also fence. a lock. Oh, this is a lock, lock. This is our lock of the year. Actually, the Celtics are my Eastern Conference lock of the year, and this is my lock of the year for the West. The Houston Rockets over 54 and a half. Um, not only are they going to go over, I think they win the most games of anyone in the NBA this year. This does not mean they're going to win the title. I just think they're built for the regular season better than any other team. Joe House, discuss. I, I couldn't agree more. In, in big, bright red letters, I wrote when um, the great, Tate Frazier circulated this at the end of last week. Can we still get 54 and a half? How is it possible yeah. that that the the angle on them is is a game and a half worse than last year? They're they're deep at every single position. Now you could talk yourself into slight regression out of guys like Trevor Reza and I, and I guess uh, he you know, wasn't even still, that good last year statistically. No, he shot a, he, he shot the threes great. I mean, well, pretty good. Yeah, uh, you could you could t- t- say some you know that you have some concerns about uh, Dwight Howard's health. Well, Still, especially it turned could, out he heard his he had a bum knee in the round three, which nobody knew about. I, I know. We it, it, we could tell though. We st- we said it. You know, we we were talking about uh, the the miles finally catching up to them 
in round three, and you could see it. Uh, we we didn't have a, a, def, a def, uh, an injury uh, pr- prognosis at that moment, but he was injured. We knew it. So uh, those are the the things that you point to and say, uh, let's take a little bit of uh, the bloom off the rose. But I, I love the depth on this team. The Ty Lawson thing was to me one uh, A to the Aldridge signing. Aldridge was the number one best signing in the offseason. Right. Ty Lawson right there as one A. Um, it was the high. It was, yeah, it was the highest ceiling pickup that anybody made in the summer because if it works out. You're talking about a guy who can change games off the bench, which nobody has. Like the Celtics have it with Isaiah Thomas, but he's basically a starter that comes off the bench. In this case, you have somebody who's not a starter who can come in and change a game in two minutes with his speed. And if they can keep him right off the court, just to, it also gives them the lineup flexibility they have now. Like they could play Beverly, and, and Beverly, by the way, is back, who wasn't there last year. You know, easy to forget that part, but they could play Beverly and Lawson together. Like, why not? They they could go small, they can go big. It's a Dirk Diggler team. It's, uh, <laughs> they can go in all directions. They can all, make love fast, they can make love slow. Uh, I just tell me how you want me to do it, Jack. <laughs> it's, it's a Spanish Panelonis team. And, and, uh, the other one they got, so Harrell, I think, could be a rebounder. Now, who knows why he fell that late? Maybe there's some personality concerns about him. But they got Marcus Thornton. Don't laugh. Marcus Thornton's on this team, last time I checked. I'm not laughing. I, I like him in the right situation, I, in the right context. I watched him last year, and at least 10 different times, my dad and I had conversations about is Marcus Thornton kind of somebody who should be on a playoff team as as a guy off the bench who takes over games for four minutes at a time? Like he he can do stuff like that. So I like the depth. They got Harden. Harden got away from Khloe Kardashian in time for the season, and uh, I think they're in the sixties. This is the only team other than the Warriors that I think has a legit chance to be. Like I'd be surprised if they weren't in the sixties. So the only thing that I'm going to throw a little water on it, if I if Please. I was inclined to do so, Please do. would be I, I liked um, Nate Duncan and Daniel Rowe did a uh, the real GM guys did a um, over under uh, thing a little while ago. They talked about the differential, the point differential last year being uh, appropriate for a team and winning kind of low 50s, and so they they were slightly lucky to win the 56 that they did. So it'll be really interesting to see. To me, you know, how that point differential kind of plays out over the first, let's say, you know, 25 games. Are they going to be blowing teams out? Are they going to be shooting the ball terrifically? Is Harden going to get to the line as many times? I don't have any reason to think that any of these things won't happen, yeah. but it, it will kind of chart the course for us. We'll be able to watch it as it's sort of developing. And I genuinely like Monty Yunus as a, as a guy coming off the bench, a big guy. And he was hurt last year. Josh Smith basically got his minutes. He's better than Josh Smith. Like, just point blank, that guy can affect games in different ways better than he can. And the other thing we forgot to mention, they're built for a December trade once all their contracts kind of lay in. And, oh. I, and I really think this is a Markeith Morris destination. Darryl's, oh, okay. Daryl would have no problem trading for that dude. If he, if he, I if, thought, yeah. If things go bad for Phoenix early, there's a couple Markeith Morris destinations. I think the Celtics are one. There's teams equipped to do a three-for-one with some picks. Houston's one. Boston's one. Uh, I think Toronto's a possibility. But, like, uh, Houston's ready to do something. They have pieces. 
Do they have enough pieces to bring in Carmelo? Oh. Or does he not make sense for them? Oh. Well, Daryl won't care. He would do that. (laughs) He would do that. That's interesting. He can make anybody work. Oh, I like Carmelo. Imagine Mello out on the on the perimeter. Mello is a sneaky good three point shooter. I hope Kirk, Kirk Goldsberry doesn't kill me for saying that. I think he's sneaky good three point shooter. Both of us just want to see Carmelo on a good team again. I love That's Carmelo. True. I love watching Carmelo. I like I like watching him play basketball and in crunch time where teams know he's going to shoot and he shoots anyway. He scores. I enjoy it. It was such an exciting moment when he uh, dropped sixty last season. I loved it. It was one of my favorite moments of the whole NBA season last year. He's a businessman. That's the other He's thing you love man. about him. The guy's a businessman. Guy knows business. Guy knew to grab that giant contract from the Knicks and then immediately get knee surgery to throw away <laughs> the season. He's a businessman. He likes to stand in the window in suits. Let's spend as little time on this next one as possible. The Memphis Grizzlies over 50 and a half. It's the same team they've been the last few years. I, I think they're treading water when everybody else has gotten a little bit better. And it feels like in the, they're in that 48 to 50 range. I'm going slight under just a, a, out of respect to everybody in Memphis. Uh, you know, I respect the team. I just don't see okay. how they're better than they were last year. So, I don't think they're better under. than they were last year either. Um, well, they won 55 they last win, year. We should say, yeah, that's so. right. They only have to win 51 games. So I'm taking slight over. Okay. And so we're going to have a slight disagreement on one for once. Fair enough. Zach's been in the league since 2001, I should mention. That was one of my, of one of my things. A lot of miles on Zebo. Huh? A lot of miles on the Zebo. This is year... 34-year-old Zebo. Yeah, he's like Parker. This is year 15 for him. The reason I knew they were in the same draft was the Celtics had three first-round picks, 10, 11, and 21 that year. And we somehow didn't get Zach Randolph or Tony Parker. We just kept passing on both of them. And we took Joe Johnson and traded him after 50 games. We took Kedrick Brown, Joe Johnson, and Joe Forte. And Tony Parker oh, thought we were drafting him. We passed Zebo. I remember they, it was the first year they started showing Summer League. and Or we went to Summer League or something where my dad saw Zebo in Summer League and was like, we, we passed on that guy twice. I just watched him. He was scoring on double teams. This guy, Zach. Zach Randolph. He went after our two picks, but before the third pick, and we didn't. We just didn't get him. Why didn't we get him? He's a lefty. My dad loves lefties. This was Chris Wallace at the height of all his powers. The height it? of his Chris Wallace-ness. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll move I on. Enjoyed it. So yeah. slight disagreement on that one. Yeah, I, you know, the one thing, I like Brandon Wright on this team. I like Matt Barnes on this team. Those are both, you know, on the margins. Interesting little little upgrades, but I'm, I'm right there with you. They could win 48. They could win 52. Yeah, at some point it's you got to kind of fade back to being good but not very good. Yeah, I'm fully. They, I'm also prepared to just flip my opinion on the Grizzlies in a week. And be like, oh my god, they look good again. This is. I wish I had rethought that. I'm always rooting for the Grizzlies to do well. All right, so uh, New Orleans, their over is 48. Uh, Tyreek is out for six weeks. It looks like Drew Holiday has just injuries. He's Maybe never going to be the guy we thought he was going to be for that team. They gave up two lottery picks for him. And I don't care. I just think the days of Anthony Davis winning less than 50 games are are over. It's just as long as he plays 82 games a year or something close, he's a 50-win guy. And I don't care who his teammates are. I really don't. I'm going over. Wow. I'm go- I'll go further. Lock. Wow. Yeah, lock. I believe in you, uh, bro. I'm I believe not in you, Anthony you. Davis. 
I'm not joining you. Good. I think it's going to be a push. The 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 number's 48. I think they're going to win exactly 48 games. No. I understand that. No. I'm just telling you. I'm taking the under. It's a slight under. I think they're going to going to win 47 exactly 47 and a half games since I have to take the under. I the the injury Tate, thing. Tate, at, you're recording at this, some right? Point is a problem. Right. Huh? Tate's recording this. I'm excited to play this for you when Anthony Davis, the day after he gives his MVP speech for the 2015-16 season. I'm rooting for that. Nothing no, you're not. would make you're me not happier than to make another leap. You're not rooting for it. You went under. You're not rooting for it <laughs> off. You heavy breathing weirdo. I don't think, as great a player as he is, that a single talent in the West is capable of delivering 50 wins. You have to have the guys. You have to have the cast. They have six guys that are either hurt or in, in some stage of, of recuperation right now. Ashik is hurt. Tyreek is hurt. Norris is hurt. Pondex is hurt. Babbitt hurt. Pondexter, by the way, saved their season last year. Yeah, a little bit. Well, they got supernates on this team. You know he's going to win some games. They went from Monty Williams to Alvin Gentry, which is like going from a Hyundai to a Tesla. Well, not just... That they also got Darren Ehrman, the guy from the Celtics, and they got Darren Ehrman, way better coaching staff. How many team? How many games did this team blow last year? It's going to be impossible. If Davis plays eighty games, it's impossible for them not to win fifty. I'm just saying. Well, by the way, that would be the first time that he he, he needs to play seventy games for the first time in his True. career. Now that's a fair so comment. If you're going to yeah. tell me he can't stay healthy, you know who else they added? Kendrick Perkins, leadership in the clubhouse, little guy to defend my man Anthony. Well, guess what? How are you going to enjoy watching him get a lot of minutes to begin this season? Because Ashik and Najinka are still That's coming That's fine. We'll, we'll let him throw two jump hooks off the backboard, and we'll be done with it. We won't run another play for him. Last season, their best player to play more than 70 games, Tyreek Evans. Guess who's in a contract year? 26-year-old former stud by the name of Eric Gordon, who really quietly had an awesome shooting year last year. Well, I'm glad like you used 45% from three. Guess who else in a contract year? A rejuvenated Ryan Anderson, who had, had you know, uh, well documented terrible trouble off the court, hurt his neck, had a hasn't been right physically and emotionally in two years. Contract year, feeling good again. That guy shoots threes. This team's gonna shoot threes and make them. I I love Ryan Anderson, and he is absolutely positively in the best possible situation oh. for him with this team. Oh oh, what a shame we don't get to watch Tyreek Evans. Keep shooting when Anthony Davis should have the ball. I wonder how they're going to recover from that. Oh, well, let's go with plan B. Giving the ball to the MVP, Anthony Davis, over Tyreek Evans, taking on three guys and driving to the basket. I've had it. I've had it with all these people who don't respect the brow. He's going to win the MVP this year, and they're going to win 50 games. Done. Lock it down. I'm rooting for that to happen. I just don't think it will. And you're asking me to take my my hard-earned greenbacks, my hard-earned George Washingtons, and yep. put them in a place where my heart isn't. And I'm not going to do it. I'm taking a slight under on 48. Well, actually, a better move than betting the over would just be to bet Davis to win MVP, which I'm not allowed to do because I, I think I still have a vote. Whoa, I didn't know that. That's too bad. Yeah, I have a vote. I'm not allowed to bet on any of the awards. But I think Davis okay. is the MVP favorite this year. I'm allowed. Especially, especially when his team's banged up in the first six, seven weeks, and he's like, "Oh, I, I guess I'm just gonna have to carry us every night." And I'm 23. I think I can. I hope he it. does it. I want him to do it. All right, let's let's quickly go over Dallas. Dallas is 37 and a half. 
Wesley Matthews is allegedly starting on opening night, even though he tore his Achilles like a week and a half ago. I don't oh. get that. Chandler Parsons. He must have had Adrian Peterson's um, uh, yeah, very um, leg specialist. Well, maybe Ray Lewis healed his healed his Achilles. Is that possible? Oh, they, they have deer antler spray in, in Dallas. Did Ray Lewis heal his Achilles during his book tour? Maybe, um, maybe he went to Germany. Maybe. Uh, Chandler Parsons. Microfracture surgery, might have had it, may not have, might be ready for the opening season, might not. Seems like he spent his summer, instead of rehabbing, uh, going out with DeAndre Jordan every night and uh, and trying to be a famous celebrity. And that makes me nervous. No Tyson Chandler. Not that he yeah, was that, Bill that Russell was mistake, last year. That was by the way. Why, why, so are they, why is Mark Cuban so disrespectful towards, towards uh, Tyson? All Tyson's done is bring him W's. I'll go the other way. Why are teams always so happy to get rid of Tyson Chandler? Are teams really happy to get yeah, rid of him? All like he, he does is seems bring, like he gets passed just, around a little bit. Yeah, the Knicks true. were certainly delighted to get rid of him. So they lost Monte Ellis, who made a lot of big shots for them. They lost Jay Crowder in the Rondo trade, who turned out to be just better than Rondo straight up. They added Zaza, who I gotta admit I've always kind of liked. And, and Huge head on Zaza. One of the biggest heads in the NBA. And he'll fight you. He's one of the few guys oh, yeah, who actually fight you. He's not ready to have the, the hold me back fight. He'll actually Thabo fight. Wished, that's who Thabo wished he had next to him when, yeah. they, when they were up in New York at the, at the club last, last April. That's true. Instead of Periantich, who looks yeah. tougher than Zaza. But if Zaza was there, those cops aren't breaking Thabo's leg. So Darren Williams is here. Also known as the artist formerly known as Darren Williams. I think he just has the symbol like Prince did. I am not optimistic about the Darren Williams era. I'm not optimistic about this team and the X factor. Rick Carlisle on a contract year, one. Two, Celtics get their pick unless it's in the top seven. So if Dallas That's is going the most to the lottery. That's interesting thing about, these, about this team. Yeah, so Dallas has to decide in the first five weeks if they're going for that top seven pick or not. Because once, once we stretch past December, it's going to be too late. There's too many bad teams. So well, here's my view. Poor Dirk. Did you see the picture over the weekend yeah, of him Dirk. dressed up as Lurch? Poor Dirk. It was a pitch-perfect Lurch. I think what we're getting this, this season is Lurch Nowitzki. I think it was Lurch the Nowitzki. perfect picture for, for what we're getting out of the, the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. It is going to be the Adams family, and Dirk is going to be Lurch, and they're going to be lurching around. And I honestly think that um, notwithstanding all the criticism they heaped uh, upon the Golden State Warriors for tanking two years ago, yeah, this team is going to tank this year. And so I like them very much as an under. Very unfair that they spent their whole summer, their cap space, they, they basically just put all their chips on the DeAndre Jordan table. And then the table got overturned during a riot after a Mike Tyson fight. And it's, yeah, it's not fair to the players. It's the system that the, the owners just have gone. brought. The, yeah, the security cameras, they can't find the chips. They're just gone. And that was it. There was no plan B, and they were too far down the road with that. And, you know, they shouldn't be good. They shouldn't be good. That's the point. And how do we Are we know, both was, in agreement on an under? Oh, we're way under. We're way okay. under. They'd be crazy to try to make the playoffs. What are they going to try to make the playoffs this year? What are they going to win the title? You got you to keep that pick. Got to keep the pick. That's the most important thing. I would keep team. all these guys fresh and healthy, and I would win 19 games. And if any We're team not. is bought collateral with their fans over the last 15 years, it's Cuban and Dallas. Is this a lock? 
No, because they might okay. be. They're so competitive between Carlisle and Cuban. They might actually just try to go for the playoff spot. They did it. They've done and, it before. And it would be the honor, the honorable thing to do for Lurch Dirk, Lurch Nowitzki. Is it possible he sold his soul in 2011 in the finals? Who? Dirk. Cuban? No, Dirk Nowitzki. No, Dirk. The Dirk didn't do anything wrong in, did Cuban in those sell finals. His soul? Somebody sold was, their soul. He, yeah, the, I think it was Cuban because he immediately dismantled the team. Dirk went and played for Germany, which was a huge mistake, and there was a lockout. Yeah, um, a series of events that were that 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 suggest that the lockout wasn't related to it. But the people, nobody wanted Dallas to be honored as as a as a league champ. I wanted it. I really enjoyed that finals. I loved it. They beat a team with LeBron and Wade in their primes. It's a, it's to this day it remains stunning. It's one of the most stunning things I've ever sat in a basketball arena and witnessed. Not just that they won, but that LeBron, you could literally see his brain breaking during that finals. Like, they broke his brain. He turned into, and the usage rate backs it up, and all, like, the advanced stats, like, he was afraid to play basketball. They broke his brain. He did not know what to do. He could not solve whatever they were doing. He just could not figure it out. They were defending him with J.J. Barea in the low post. They, They broke his brain. He didn't know what to do against J.J. Beret in the low post. It was amazing. Amazing three games in Dallas. I will never forget. All right, Northeast Division. Northwest Division, sorry. Northwest, yeah. OKC is 57.5. Seems low. Uh, you have every reason to think they're going to hit it. They should be loaded, locked and loaded. Should be a great team. I'd like to see Durant play 20 games before I made this a lock. I'm going over. Oh, but, but I'm not I hear what you're lock. saying. I know what you mean. I'd like to- well, didn't we? He just played... Seven games, six games. Yeah, I think let's get to Thanksgiving where he's running around fresh as a daisy, and then I'll feel good about a lock here. Okay, we're both taking the over though. Yeah, this this team's loaded, and they're awesome. And a coaching upgrade, we think. Just seems like it. I I think this team in Houston are our two best bets to lead the league in wins. I totally agree with that. They ha- they they are go- going to be. This is the forgot about Dre team. I mean, yeah. these these guys are like, uh, remember us? They, they they could easily they could win sixty five or sixty six games. Yes, and the other thing now that Abaka is back, I really liked when Cantor and Abaka played together. I don't, I think Cantor is really limited, and is an offense only guy and has to be protected with a shot blocker. It's the only way he's redeemable. But him and Ibaka together was great. It was, it was, they were like yin and yang. It was awesome. And and they just have wrinkles. They have things. My my fear with them is Westbrook was in, you know, if we're going down in flames, we're going down in flames with me shooting mode last year and really became just, for lack of a better word, a maniac. Like an over-competitive well, maniac. And I don't know, can, can you now too. channel that this year? That's a lack of institutional control. That's yes. a that's a fran- that's an indictment of the franchise. He hurt the that's team. not an indictment of, of Westy. Well, they, they the team allowed itself to be hurt in that way. They you know you who's in charge there? You you don't yeah. just let the guy every time he touches the ball decide the fate of every single offensive possession. You can't run a, a successful uh, team that way. Well, and he's and, also I. I and I think I've heard he's an awesome teammate. I think he's a great guy off the court. I actually think he wasn't a great teammate during that last thirty games. Not not just the hog and the ball stuff, but um, 
I thought he affected the other guys in the team. Like they were they were scared to let him down, which is not what well, you Reg, want. Well, Reggie Jackson certainly agrees with that. Yeah, it's, it was a it was a weird vibe, and to say that he didn't contribute it would not be honest. And I, I I hope he learned from that because I don't think that's who he is. I think what really happened was he couldn't believe that Durant went down and Ibaka went down. I think he snapped, and I don't think he had a good coaching infrastructure in place and somebody to just show him game tapes and be like. This is really bad when you yell at Enos Cantor on the court. And this is bad when you stink eye this guy because he dropped your pass. Like, you can't do this stuff. So, I'm fascinated to watch what happens with this team. And I have no idea how it's going to play out because we don't know if Durant's going to be able to play 100 games. We just don't. I'm rooting for it. I honestly think also, Zach wrote this in his um, 35 crazy things for the season, that he's going to do a one-year extension. um, Me too. I'm down with that. The, the economics make the most sense. Um, well, for also, that. So it's going to pop, pop that balloon of, you know, KD to DC and all that other silly stuff. Well, it also allows him and Westbrook to leave together. That's the other Yeah, part. and Ibaka. Ibaka's on the same cycle. Yeah. Same same cycle. Sounds, sounds like you're talking about girls in college. <laughs> or PEDs. What? Oh, come on. Stop it. <laughs> You no, we don't we we don't think that OKC's on PEDs. We have other candidates for PEDs. That is not they're not on my list. They're not on my list either. Yeah, maybe they should start. Maybe that would stop the injuries. A little HGH never hurt. I don't. Do they even As have the guy PEDs? Whose initials are begin with an L? What? Do they have PEDs in in Oklahoma? They have them everywhere. Okay, good. Can you order them online? Good. Uh, Utah over forty two. This is. This year's uh, champion of getting the most smoke blown up their ass for a young team that's never done anything. Everybody has this team making a gigantic leap. And meanwhile, I keep looking at their point guards. This is it. I keep seeing Trey Burke, who was just (laughs) abysmal last year. I keep seeing Alec Burks, who's coming off major knee surgery. And I don't really see anyone else. Dante Exum. Oh, no, he's out for the year. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't Honestly, get it. I don't get it. Their point guard is not on the team right now. You know, it's like here, it's here in Washington, where you say, "Who's the Who's the franchise quarterback uh, for the Washington D.C. Grudens?" You say, "Well, he's not on the team. I don't yeah. know who it's going to be." He's coming. Um, the same is true of point guard for the Utah Jazz. I'm going under. So am I. They remind not a me lock. Of, they remind me of Phoenix last year. Where, I honestly uh, don't think they're going to make the playoffs. No. I, I, I think they're going to be where Sacramento is. They'll be right, and, and maybe Phoenix will be above both of them. I don't see, nobody's been able to explain to me why Utah, Sacramento, and Phoenix aren't grouped together as the teams that aren't going to make the playoffs but can be a little frisky under the right circumstances. Seems like the destinies of all three of those. Yeah, you know what's crazy is by, by making those three teams kind of on the bubble, on the fringe like that, we're, we're, uh, we're putting Dallas back into the playoffs. No, because Oklahoma City's taking somebody's spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. That's it. Dallas is out. OKC's in. There's your playoff picture. That's it. Okay, Utah, it. Utah, you're not making the playoffs. Sorry. Good luck. Good luck with uh, the Stifle Tower. I love. I'm it's going to be enjoyable to watch them, except for uh, Trey, uh, Trey Burke um, brick bomb. Yeah. It, the, the bottom Other line is. Other than that, it'll be fun to watch him. I thought he was going to be a good pro, and he just can't shoot. You know, and it's like, that's it. You just can't make. He shots. has one talent. He he shot thirty eight percent last year on spot up threes, mm. but 
how's he going to get a spot of three? Who's who's bringing the ball up and passing it to him so he can stand and catch it and shoot it? I don't, I, I don't get it with this team, and I don't get the smoke. I got the smoke with Milwaukee a little bit. It made more sense, but not with this team. All right, Denver's over is 27 and a half. They've blown it up. They lucked out because Vladdy Divac passed on Moody at number six because Moody didn't work out for Sacramento, and he didn't want to take a player he hadn't worked out. So instead he took Willie Cauley-Stein, even though Moody had much more value, and he should have just taken Moody and figured it out later. These teams are like, oh, yeah, we didn't work him out. It's I don't feel like just take him. Figure it out. He's the most value. Just take him or Justice Winslow. Just take one of those two guys who have the most value and then flip them for more picks or something. Don't take Willie Cauley-Stein at six. What are you doing? It is kind of insane. Like, what are you doing? I like I like their young core. I like, Me too. Uh, obviously, Nurkic. I really like, uh, I think Muya is going to be pretty interesting. I mean, he, he played professional basketball last year. You know, he's, he's not a kid who's um, coming in cold. He has the most important position in the most, at, at, at the most competitive slot right. in the West, right? Well, you figure they're going to um, let him run everything and be the man and do all that stuff. And your your model for that historically is a, a situation like Tyreek Evans and the Kings. Yeah. Where he wins the rookie of the year. Perfectly yeah. He wins the rookie of the year, he puts up big stats. <laughs> yeah, and they win twenty two games. So Yeah. So we're we're both taking the under, right? Yeah, and it's a borderline lock for me. I do like some of the players in this team, but I also think you know, this is a team that has the Knicks first round pick. They do not have their own first round pick. Well, actually, the, that's not is true. Is the Knicks pick protected? They, my bad. They get the lesser pick. Or, I'm sorry. They get the better pick of their pick or the Knicks pick. So uh, if they think the Knicks are going to be better than them, then they can tank and go the other way. I think that's how it works. The Knicks don't get their pick. The Knicks pick whatever. The Raptors get whatever is the worst pick. Oh. The Knicks have the Raptors no are going to get the Nuggets pick? Well, they well though if the Nuggets win twenty four games and the Knicks win thirty games, they'd get the Knicks pick. Okay. Yeah. Well, Kirk Goldsberry says they project to be the worst three point shooting team in the league, which is a tough stat for a league that is now highly focused on a three point shot. Yeah. Um. And I just uh, like the under. The only thing that that makes me no stop. A don't bit no no about don't it, qualify. No, stop. No. Is Mike Malone? Mike Malone. I respect Mike Malone. That's all. Because he, he coached 500 basketball for three weeks. I like Mike Malone, too, but everybody's got to stop acting like he was Tom Thibodeau. Under. He didn't really do anything. Yeah, under. 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 Last team, the Timberwolves of Minnesota. Uh, the over is 26 oh and a half, God. and we were taping this um, one day after news came out about Flip Saunders, which I got to say, I'm not surprised by much these days on Twitter or anywhere. And I, I, I was just... Aghast! I I couldn't believe it. I had no idea it was that bad. Then it comes out he was in a coma for six weeks, which they hid really well from everybody. But God, what a what a terrible story! I feel really bad. Condolences uh, to too. Minnesota and Flip and everybody. What a bummer! I know he he did a really credible job here in Washington with perhaps the most insane situation in, in yeah. the last twenty years in the NBA. Yeah, and. Uh, he deserves all of the credit that he got. He he uh, is getting now and has received in the past for being such a creative offensive mind. I loved watching those Pistons teams and what he did in terms of 
delivering Minnesota um, from irrelevant and unknown onto the national stage, that's a true accomplishment. That's a legit legacy. I can't believe how well he did in Minnesota because the track record of like first coach GM and then second, like just why is this guy running the, and then he, the Wiggins love trade is one of the great trades of the century really is. And it, that would an unbelievable you, trade for them. It completely changed their future for the next 15 years. A guy who's been around for so long, still having a fastball. Think about the league that KG came into and, and how it was still a pretty, uh, um, you know, unknown kind of quantity for, for a high school kid to jump straight into the league the way KG did. Yeah. And the success that he had, he got out of KG. Well, I I like the over for this team even before, you know, they had a real purpose now. And, and it, it'd be really, I just can't imagine they're going to, not that they would have anyway, but I'm sure they're going to dedicate this season to him. I, I, it was obvious from reading all the stuff in the papers the last 24 hours that, that that everybody had real affection for this guy and not like when they're trying to pretend they do in sports but you can kind of read between the lines and see they're just being nice like this was somebody that affected a lot of people's lives and uh just seems like i i could i could see them kind of galvanizing around this whole thing i also think rubio um been waiting for the career year for him for a while, and it, if it's ever happening, it's this year. I like Rubio well, this you, year. You need you need the seventy game year out of Rubio. That to, for that to that would be a career year. Well, yeah, and and it's also the kind of team that makes sense for him, right? You got athletes now. You have Towns, and you have Wiggins, you have, you have Dang. People can run the floor with them. So, kind of do. So stuff. I really like. I like. The I, lo- I love. I, I like KG as a player coach also. You yeah. know, that really does help that Sam Mitchell situation, which yep. I'm not that fond of. I think they have young talent um, sufficient to get to around 30 wins. I'm going to go over also because um, I want to be positive about this team. I, I was think, going over uh, anyway. I, I, I think Towns and Wiggins are young and talented and are going to be bringing it every night. You know, and that's part the only of it. thing. The only reason to, to take the under is they're, they're not really incented to go win 30 games. They, they should go get another top five pick. That's the best angle for them. Yeah, That's but the best it, it's, move for them. It's tough, though, when you have Towns and Wiggins to tell the those guys aren't going to turn it off. You know, well, KG's it's, not going to let them. Then KG's not going to let them, but I, I think Towns and Wiggins, they, uh, I don't know. I think Wiggins, I was asked this question in the Reddit AMA I did. I think Wiggins, out of anyone, has... And if anyone right now over the next two years has a chance to be a superstar who's not a superstar yet, I don't know if it'll happen this year, but I think a lot of seeds will be planted. I, I, that game is so – basketball is so easy for that guy, you know, and he's going to figure yeah. it out. I thought he hit all the right checkpoints last year, and it's going to keep going and going. And now Towns – I don't know what to make of Towns. I don't know what I don't know what his ceiling is and didn't really watch enough of him. But we I, couldn't I don't, have a better mentor than KG. Yeah, it'll be great. I'm excited to watch that team. I'm not as excited to watch. Yeah, we go over for them. I'm not excited to watch Portland. Uh, there's been some buzz about Portland's a sneaky, better than you think they are, and all this stuff. And um, I, I keep hearing that and seeing yeah. that. I just can't make any sense out of it. And the soccer moms are getting into it again. That's what they do. Oh. I'm doing yeah. that with my my kids' soccer team right now. I'm convinced we're going to make a run in the state cup, and I think we've scored one goal in the last four games. They so, only have to win 27 games to get to the over. I just don't see it. Unless I just don't see it either. Unless you said Aldridge is a, is a Ewing theory candidate, 
Okay. So is Ed Davis and Noah Vonley going to be able to replace Aldridge's production, 80% of it? No. I don't see it. I'm just totally unwilling to, uh, without having seen one minute of it, um, try and project what kind of player Dame Lillard is without all the parts that have been around him since he entered the league. There's that. Who, what, who the hell is he going to be? Is he going to be Westbrook last year? Well, so they... I like C.J. McCollum. I, I'm excited to see him on a good team. At some I like point him, too. He's a, he's a very good role player. Yeah, you know what I don't like? Him and Damian Lillard in the same starting lineup. Yeah, he has to play 32 minutes a game now. Well, who's guarding um, any two-guard? Nobody. Who's guarding Clay Nobody. Thompson? Who's guarding Clay Thompson Nobody. those two? Nobody. Nobody on this team is guarding anybody. And this conference is loaded. That's the other thing. Somebody, there's Look. Everybody looks better in the preseason than they are. Somebody's got to be in the bottom. It's sports. You have teams at the top, teams in the middle, and teams in the bottom. And you look at the West; it's really hard to find teams that are going to be in the bottom. So I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Portland under as well. All right, quick recap uh, for our locks. Oh, we have, but we both have Golden State over sixty and a half. We both have the Clips over fifty six and a half. We. Weirdly have Phoenix both over 36 and a half. <laughs> Under Lakers, 29 both. Sacramento, we both have over 33. We kept agreeing. Uh, under San Antonio, 58 and a half. We both have that as a lock. Yeah. Our lock of the year, over 54 and a half, the Houston Rockets. Um, I If that was 58, I would still go over and I would still go a lock. I, I'd be shocked if that team didn't win high 50s to the 60s. Memphis, we disagreed. You had uh, over 15 and a half. I had under. I don't feel that strongly about it. And then we vehemently disagreed on the Pelicans. I went over 48 with a lock. You went under. You did that. And I'm going to shove it right in your face. I'm I'll gonna shove it. it right in there. I Dallas. It tastes like a cheeseburger. Dallas under 37 and a half. Did you make this a lock? No, I asked you. We, we, we expressed a little bit of a reservation around um, disrespecting Lurch, Lurch Nowitzki. Mavericks over 57 and a half. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, OKC Thunder. over 57 and a half. We both went over. We wanted to make it a lock. Uh, we we just want to see Durant play for two months. We need to 20, 20 games of, of foot joy. Utah under 42. It's a borderline lock for me, but I stayed away. But we both went under on that one. Yeah. Denver under 27 and a half. We agreed on that one. Minnesota over 26 and a half. We agreed on that one. Portland under 26 and a half. We agree on that one. You have one lock left if you want to use it, or you can just be uh, a big wuss. No, no, I'm, I'm going to use it. I didn't realize that I had the opportunity to have my own individual lock. Yeah, you have your own I'm lock. I'm going to put it on the uh, Denver Nuggets under, because I think oh. that they're going to trade every single vet on their team. You're taking the under EA from EDA. <laughs> that was the my, worst EA. Joke. my worst joke of the two-part podcast. That was, that was a bad one. Houston. House block. <laughs> House block. All right. Well, we'll see how this turns out. I look forward to the weirdos on the internet putting this all down on a piece of paper so we can keep track and then repeatedly mailing them to us and taunting us when we're wrong about things because Portland's 8-7 and seven in the first 15 games, and that means we're wrong about Portland. All this stuff is fun. I'm really excited for this season. Joe House. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be good. It's been a pleasure. Hold on. Let me uh, let me say goodbye to a couple of our friends. Thanks to Stamps.com. 
for sponsoring today's BS podcast. There's a better way than dealing with the post office people. Go to stamps.com and get a four-week trial that includes a $110 bonus offer, free postage, and a digital scale. Go to stamps.com, click on that microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BS. That's stamps.com. Enter BS. Play us out, Tupac. We about this bitch. Anytime y'all want to see me again, rewind this track right here, close your eyes, and picture me rolling.